right, welcome everybody to the More Success Team Family Zoom, or what is left of it after four weeks of Dave Hall. We've we've run this thing right in the ground, but that's okay. That's okay. We're having fun, and um, we're going to jump. Mr. Jimmy Parrish is with his grandkids today, and so he's not on here to do the group update, so we are going to go out to another superstar in the More Success team, Ms. Deanne DeBell, for the group scoop. Give it to us, Deanne. Thank you, Mr. Hall. I just love when you host all your excitement and energy. I need to feed off that. Thanks for all that you do for us, Dave. And, you know, I asked Dave to help me and he's just right there and I really appreciate it. So call him anytime. Um, well, group scoop, um, end of the month. So the deadline to get your business in is 5 p.m. Central on Thursday. So get all that group stuff in, whether it's through the Legal Shield, the Shield at Work site, um, you know, any, well, electronic enrollments go when they're, they're pulled, but just get those in. Uh, don't miss that deadline. And then if you are on the Blitz or if you have not ever been on the Blitz, do it. What that is, is every Tuesday morning from 10 to noon central time, um, every, you'll see people on, you log in and everyone's making dials. You're calling into companies. You can call those chamber members, that cold call list, that warm list, really any list of companies, just make dials. And a dial is if you just make the dial, no one answers, make the dial, you leave a message, make the dial, that person's not there, make the dial and that person is there. So you're counting your dials and then your appointments. And it's, I mean, thousands and thousands of dials are made. So blitz or the blitz, you'll need to get um, a text reminder. And there's a training before the blitz, 15 minutes before, and then five minutes after the blitz. And Lisa Schiller is doing the training after the blitz tomorrow. So it should be amazing. So text this number, uh, text blitz to 844 471-1400. And then you'll start getting all the information about the Blitz. Okay. And then the last employee benefit certification training for the month is this Wednesday. So register at www.pplsitraining.com. And it's free for associates that you've recruited since April 1st. So they can um, attend that for free. So get them all there. Even if they're not interested in business solutions, they can prove and have the stats that if your associates take the business solution classes, they're going to market more memberships. Their memberships stay on the books because they understand the, the plans and what they're doing. They just know what they're doing better. So get them in that training. And uh, there's a new plan. It's the public servant legal plan that is out. Now check for states on that. Um, download the PDF in Legal Shield Engage under resources, but it's for those government employees, educators, law officers, firefighters. Um, it's an amazing plan. So you can, um, if you target cities, counties, state entities, that's a great plan to bring in there too. 
Okay, I think that's it. So Dave, I'll turn it back over to you. Hey, quick question, because I actually have um, some government employee enrollments coming up like really oh. soon. Is there anywhere we can like get more than just the flyer, like some training that you're aware of or anything? Is there an expert that we can go to on this? Because this is kind of like a, I seriously have like enrollments next week and this is like a curveball. Right. I'm wondering, should I go in there with the normal plan I've always had? I have the law officer's legal plan and the standard family plan for the civilians and the law enforcement people, but is this something I need to call an audible at the line of scrimmage real quick and switch what I'm offering them? I mean, you can, if they've approved it, um, there's an FAQ on it that will have all the information. Um, so I would suggest download that as well. There's a flat sheet with all the coverage, um, a FAQ with all the questions about it. So that question might be answered there. And then an enrollment flyer for it as well for your enrollment. So sure. I mean, if you had an enrollment tomorrow, you could probably offer that as well. So go for it, Maybe Dave. Maybe you could just go do it for me. <laughs> sure, 50%, you bet. <laughs> no, thanks. I'll go, I'll, go, I'll go knock it out. I've done a couple <laughs> of these in the past. I can, I, go, I can wing it. I can wing it. All right. Awesome. Thank you for pinch hitting for Mr. Parrish. In fact, you didn't just pinch hit. She got a double. She got on second base with that one. Mr. <laughs> Parrish usually only bunts and gets to first base if he's lucky. So thank you very much. I'm just trying to be like him. Thanks, Dave. <laughs> All right. Cool. All right, guys. Hey, so um, here's what we're going to do today. Um, I want to talk with you guys um, about uh, something that I've noticed over the years, and I noticed it in myself more than anything. And the reason why this subject which i'll get to in a second came about is um this last week um my the church that i go to every year has what we call young women's camp where it's all the young teenage girls in our congregation go up in the mountains to a camp uh, all week long and for now going on almost 20 years um I've been nominated to be a chaperone up at that camp. Um, they pass around a clipboard at church and they're like, hey, we need <clears throat> we need some men to come up there and chaperone this camp, you know, in case a bear wanders into camp or, you know, someone gets hurt or, you know, something else like that. The real reason is they they need they need me to be the guy that pulls the rope on the obstacle course that takes them up to the high platform. That's what they really need me for. Cause I am so stinking sore from that. That's where I was all day running the obstacle course. But anyhow, so they pass around this thing and it's like, Hey, who can, who can come up here, take a week off and uh, chaperone girls camp. And every year I, I end up signing up for it. They're always like, brother Hall, you know, you can, you can do that. You don't have a job. <laughs> Everyone else has to sit there and think, Oh, do I want to use my vacation pay? They only give me seven days a year. I really wanted to take my kids to Disney World, but they want me to go to this church camp, and I don't really want to be up there sleeping in a tent all week with mosquitoes and everything. So anyhow, they they 
they lovingly ask me to to sign up. Problem is, I have five girls. I have five daughters, and so I kind of feel obligated. It's like, hey, if anybody filled up the girls' camp, it was it was my family. So I probably should show up and and pay my dues. And been doing this for now like twenty years, but there's no cell phone service up there. Um, there's no internet, and so um, one thing that I do while I'm up there is I always take my Audible account. I download a bunch of books that I want to knock out that week. And then, you know, I just put my earbuds in and I knock out a bunch of personal development. So that reading list of all the, oh, when I get some time, I, I want to knock out this book and that book and stuff like that. Um, this is like the cool. I, I can't take phone calls. I can't do work. Can't get the internet. So I might as well knock out some PD. And um, man, I, I'm just going to tell you, there's a book. This is the second time through it. Um, Atomic Habits. If you haven't read it, I'm going to just highly, highly, highly recommend that you read it. It is such a good self-help as in inner reflecting where, where am I making the decisions and why am I making them and kind of what's holding me back type of book. And so um, anyhow, I, I, as I, I kept my journal up there. So as I'm going through the as I'm going through the the, the book, I'm, I'm I'm taking notes in my journal and stuff like that because it's one thing to listen to it, but I always want to write down the the things that go. Oh yes, that's good. I don't want to have to try to find that again in Audible. I just want to scan through my Cliff Notes and 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 look at it and stuff like that. So I'm going to be glancing down at my notes and looking at my notes as I talk to you guys today, but. Um, how many of us have heard someone say something similar to this? Well, I'm just not good at remembering names or, well, I'm just not a network marketer. Well, I'm not good at group marketing. Well, I'm not good at follow-up. I'm not good at this. And it's those affirmations, positive or negative, that that shape everything we do. And you think atomic habits, what is an atom? An atom is like the smallest element uh, that, that we use to make everything. Everything is made of atoms, but the, the, as you break them down into smaller and smaller parts, the smallest thing is the atom. So atomic habits, basically, if you want to break that down, it's just the smallest little things that we do every single day eventually compound into what we do. And if we can come down to the atomic level and break it down and just make i'm talking really 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 small shifts in what we say do and think then all of a sudden we get different outcomes and so this afternoon real quick i just threw together a real quick um keynote so i'm going to pull that up because it's going to help keep me on course with what i'm talking with you guys about and I called this habits over goals, falling in love with the system, not the results. Um, and, and this isn't bashing anyone who has set goals out there, but just let me know, let you know that goals is like the end destination, but there's a reason why so many people stop going after their goals or, or feel like a failure when they didn't hit that goal that they stop setting goals in the future because it was almost, it's like, I'm going to lose 20 pounds. And then, 
they don't and they feel embarrassed that they told their family and friends they were going to do it and they're, they're still the same way they were six months ago and it just it feels like a defeat and i love the way that this book helps you reframe that so that it's a victory every single day and uh, again when you talk about small small habits you can get one percent worse every single day for a year or you can get one percent better every single day and you can get one percent better just by saying something positive like when miss deanda bell came on she said i just love dave hall's excitement enthusiasm and then she said i wish i was more like that or something like that i need to learn how to be that stuff like that or you can say i am becoming and i am she knows how powerful the i am is in her life because any of you that came to the more success team training you remember i am was her training and so when you say i am just as excited as mr hall is and stuff again it's just a, a tiny little shift but it's amazing how those little comments those little thoughts that change start to change the big picture later on. Now, we often express progress to be linear. At the very least, we hope it will come quickly. But in reality, the results of our efforts are often delayed. It, it is not until months or years later that we realize the true value of the previous work we have done. This can result in the valley of disappointment where people feel discouraged after putting in weeks or months of hard work without experience any results. However, this work was not wasted. It was simply being stored. It is not until much later that the full value of previous efforts is revealed. And you can see from this graph, the up and to the right line, that's what we all think our legal show business is going to be. We think we get in, it's like, oh, cool. We're just going to start building a large team. But what really happens is sometimes, you know, we struggle for a while. We have people quit. We have people say no. But you slowly start compounding a pipeline of walking billboards. Remember this. This is going to come back at the end. Kevin, you asked about those memberships and stuff. This is all going to come back about filling the pipeline so that later, all of a sudden, people, like, they think overnight you just got lucky. Like, oh, you just got lucky that this all happened and stuff. But there was a whole lot of filling that pipeline while we were journeying through the valley of disappointment until we got there. You see, there are three layers of behavior change. A change in your outcome, a change in your process, and a change in your identity. Most people set goals are looking at the change in the outcome. So let's say you're a smoker and you've been a smoker for 20 years, and you want to quit smoking. So they say, I'm going to set a goal to quit smoking. So the outcome is the quit smoking. As opposed to the identity, which is really what you want to change. So friend, longtime friend is co-smoker says on your lunch break here, would you like a cigarette? They say, Again, in their mind, no, I'm trying to quit smoking. I'm trying. We all know try means you can do it or fail. So they're leaving that option. I'm trying to do something. I'm trying to lose weight. I'm trying to this or that stuff. As opposed to somebody that says, no, thanks. I'm not a smoker. 
no thanks, I'm not a smoker is the identity that you want. So speak it into existence. Talk about it. I am a network marketer. I'm a professional network marketer. And I attract people. People want to work with me because they want to have success. They want happiness. They want time freedom and financial freedom. And I can show them how to get that. And I'm confident about that. Was that the case 22 years ago? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Has it been a journey and a process? It absolutely has. So again, outcome-based habits from the outside looking in, saying I try, I want to get there, but identity-based is from the inside. This is who I am. This is who I've become, speaking into existence, and we're talking it into existence that way. Now, there's four stages of a habit, and it starts with the cue. The cue is that trigger. For me, for 40 years, it was like any meal, like a good steak dinner or a hamburger or something like that. The cue was, oh, that would taste so good with a Mountain Dew. That was my cue. It's like, oh, ooh, that would go good with a Mountain Dew. For some of you, it might be a Coke or a Diet Coke or something else like that. But I'm telling you right now, man, for many, many years, if I sat down to the dinner table, I needed, a, I wanted a Mountain Dew with everything, okay? So the craving now is the Mountain Dew. The response is what I do. My response was always get me a Mountain Dew. I always had cases of Mountain Dew in the fridge, in the garage, on tap, ready to go. And then the reward was satisfying the craving. And I saw I, the reward then was associated with the cue. And so every time I want to sit down and eat, boom. If I go to a movie, I can't go to a movie and not buy popcorn. It's like I go to the movie and I can't just sit and watch the movie. As soon as I walk in, the smell is the cue. Boom. The craving is the popcorn. The response is I buy the popcorn. And then I need a Mountain Dew. And if it's one of those theaters that sells Coke, I put one already in my wife's purse to smuggle into the theater for me so that I can have the reward and the cycle there. Now, the question is, you know, how do you, how do you break this? We're going to get to that here in a second. All habits proceed through these same four stages. And when you recognize it, when you recognize it, all of a sudden, you can, you can start to consciously break it. The cue triggers a craving, which motivates a response, which provides a reward, which is associated to the cue. So let me give some cues that maybe some of you guys go through. The cue, you hear the text sound that your phone makes all of us have different sounds but you hear that incoming ding to your phone so your phone buzzes with the incoming text that's your cue the craving you've got to know who's texting you you've got to know what what is it what's that message the response is you grab your phone and you read the text message the reward is you satisfy yourself for learning what it was so we're like pavlov's dogs you hear that ding and you like, is it in my purse? Where's my phone? I got to get my phone and stuff. We're, we're conditioned so much to constantly be going after those cues and seeing what they say. Now, one of the cool things that I learned in this book is as you consciously make a note of your cues and the habits that you have, good or bad, that you can 
take a good habit and stack it on another one so that you it makes it easier to change your habits so for example for example let's say you want to get more healthy you come home from work and one of the first things you do is you take off your dress shoes from work well if you stack this so every day you come home and you walk in your door and you take off your dress shoes those uncomfortable you know hard dress shoes if you stack a new habit of I put my gym clothes on right when I take off my dress shoes. Your stacking habit, a habit of my shoes, I put on my workout clothes. Even if you only work out for one minute, the fact is that that good habit that you stacked on there, once you're in your, your gym clothes, it feels weird not to do some type of workout. But the key is now you've stacked, you've taken a habit that you do every single day that's that's not good, bad, or indifferent. It's just, I know I have this habit that I come home and I sit down on that bench at the foot of my bed and I take off those shoes. Boom. Automatically associate it with another habit. Link them together. And if you can stack three or four stuff, you can really get good at this. Here's, in it. Here's another one. Um, let's say you want to be more grateful for things in your life. And every night when you sit down to eat, you just say, hey, every time I sit down for dinner, I'm going to stop and say three things I'm grateful for. Now, some of you do that in the form of a prayer on the food and stuff like that. But every day you eat dinner. So if you say, hey, every day when I come into work from home, my wife has dinner on the table. Boom, sit down and just say, you know what? I'm going to stack. Every, I mean, the trigger is I sit down for dinner and stop and just go. I am thankful for these three things today. And all of a sudden you find out that this becomes just normal. And all of a sudden, it, it, after a few weeks, you don't even think about it. It's just what you do. It's just your, your mode of operandi. Just like, you know, how some people drive to work the same road every single day. They're listening to the same radio station every single day. They get into work and do the, the, it starts the same way. Take a good habit that you know you're going to do every single day then just boom, stack another habit on it. Let's say that you want your relationship with your spouse to be better. So every night when you crawl into bed, make it a habit. Tell your spouse one thing you're grateful for them every single day. Honey, thank you so much for this. I really appreciate it. You, you want your relationship to get better. Take a habit that you already do and then stack another thing on top of it. Um, after you pour your coffee in the morning, meditate, say, Hey, look, every morning I wake up, I have a habit I go in the kitchen. I pour my cup of coffee, stack a habit on there. I'm going to stop for 60 seconds and just think about what I'm grateful for that day. It's amazing how these little tiny stacking things happen. You take good, good habits that you do all the time. And it's like putting a trailer behind a car. You just stack something that you really want to improve on. And all of a sudden it becomes easier. And I thought this was so cool. And I'm going to show you why here. Well, here, let me just go. So some of you are the more success team event and y'all, y'all aren't going to be able, y'all are going to be able to read these numbers and stuff like that. But, um, when I was there, I said, all right, look, I'm going to stop drinking Mountain Dew. Why? Because uh, I got a, a hunt that I drew out for that my guide that I've already hired to take me hunting for. It's a once in a lifetime hunt. I have to be in a lot better shape. 
And he says, Dave, you know, you've got to lose some weight. You've got to get better cardio. You've got to do all these things. And so I came home and on six, six, I had my wife take all my measurements shows. She measured my neckline. She measured my chest, my belly, and my butt. And, uh, you know, my neck was 19 and a half inches. So to wear a dress shirt, I had to find a 19 and a half inch dress shirt and stuff like that. But as of do, 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 on. as of today, it's down to 17 and a half. That's two inches, two inches off of the neck. And as I look at all these numbers, um, two inches off the belly. And I, and I look at these. Now, am I doing anything dramatic? I'm not. I can't write a book on weight loss, okay? I can't write a self-help book on any of these things. I've got my numbers that, that you know, I'm keeping in here. But here's what I did. I just started stacking a couple of these triggers that normally would go, oh my gosh, I've got to go get my Mountain Dew. And I, I'm, I did some other things to stack. When I have this cue this, this, that triggers me, boom, I now just get water. So I've been drinking a ton of water and stuff. I'm now mixing in physical exercise and stepping that up and continue to step that up. But I'm telling you, after a literally almost 40 years, almost 40 years of drinking Mountain Dew every single day, and I'm talking close to a six pack, if not more, uh, a day. Um, yeah, I, I had headaches for the first few days, quitting it and stuff like that. It wasn't easy. And by the way, I'm I'm not, if someone like a year from now sees me at an event and I have a Mountain Dew in my hand, this is not AA, okay? I'm not like, uh, I, I'm, I'm trying to, you know, quit for the rest of my life. What I'm trying to do is get in good shape and then maintain. But that doesn't mean that, hey, if, if uh, I'm watching a UFC fight, party with my friends and I have a Mountain Dew, I'm going to allow myself in the future to have a little bit, but not go back to drinking what I was drinking, which was way, way, way too much for people losing weight. Say, Hey, look, you know, you got to cut out sweets, donuts, breads, and stuff like that for a long time. That doesn't mean for the ever forever, but it does mean moderation in all things. So I don't want someone that maybe sees me, you know, a year from now, Oh, I saw Dave Hall. He had Mountain Dew. He's a hypocrite. No, I've got a plan. I'm sticking to my plan. I'm going to get in the shape that I need to get into and then move forward. Now, why, why is, how does this all come full circle to legal shield? Because I am a network marketer. I continually um, try to fill my pipeline with people. In fact, this was a really cool analogy. A, a group wanted their employees to get healthier. And so the picture on the left is in their break room kind of cafeteria area. The, this was the locations you could get bottled water. There was two of them. They're the dark squares. What they did is they all they did was they changed the number of locations you could get bottled water. They increased it dramatically. Here's what they found. The employees started getting a lot healthier because it was just right there. It was easy. It was available. They didn't do any big, huge, major shift. Just a little tiny atomic shift in the accessibility. Now, there's no Mountain Dew in my fridge in my garage. One of the things I had to do is I had to get it out of the house. I had to get it away from me because it was so easy to go get it that I would just always have it there. So I had to get it out of here. 
Um, but now I always have, you know, my ice water with me and I'll put sometimes a little bit of flavoring in there, like a crystal light or something like that to mix it up, um, to sweeten it just a little bit. Cause I'm honestly just not a huge, just plain water drinker, but it's that carbonated soda and corn syrup that I've cut out, uh, completely. That's made a big difference. It takes a while, takes a while to, to, to get these habits in place, but I don't have the headaches anymore. I don't have the, the cringing. Oh my gosh, I've got to have one like I used to. And I don't have the cues triggering me off that make me hurry and run, get something today. It's, it's becoming the habit to eat healthier and drink healthier. Now, Kevin, this is to answer your question in the last couple of days, here's six memberships that were sold. All six of these, you can see the dates on them, July 24th, June 4th, and 27th. The 27th was supposed to go in on the 24th, but uh, anyhow, we had something come up and we couldn't couldn't get to, together. But um, all of these memberships went in as referrals, referrals from other people, referrals from old associates who had quit the business, but they had, had someone that needed or referrals from happy customers, referrals from people that were walking billboards for me. So they couldn't sell a membership, but they knew someone who needed a membership. And they all said, you need to call Dave Hall. He can hook you up. So here comes the text messages. Here comes the emails. Dave, I got a friend that needs a legal plan. Dave, can you hook this guy up with legal plan? Hey, this guy needs a CDLP, a home-based business plan, and the family plan. Referrals. Now, did these referrals come in 22 years ago? No, no. It took me a long to get the word out there. I am a network marketer and I am a Legal Shield associate. And that is, if you ask 10 people that know you, if I say, what does Kevin Moore do for a living? What are they going to tell me? If the word Legal Shield is not included somewhere in that conversation, you have not got out there and branded yourself to let them know Legal Shield's what he does. Now, they might have a day job, but they've got to know what you're doing on the side. So if I ask the 10, 10 people that know you, what do you do for a living? If they're not going to say Legal Shield, you need to get back in touch with them and let them know. Hey, by the way, you got to see what's going on with this. This is so awesome. And share with them more about Legal Shield because you want, you want your friends to do this for you. Every single month, I have people bring me free business in the form of referrals, business plans, home uh, family plans, identity theft plans, commercial driver's legal plans. Every single month, I have business coming in from people who are just walking billboards for me. How many walking billboards do you have for you? If you don't have a bunch, then you got to get out there and you got to let people know. You, you got to get out there. And remember that valley of disappointment on that chart where it's like, oh my gosh, I told 10 people this week about Legal Shield. I didn't get any sales. Some of these people I've waited years for a referral from them, but they came in and they come in all the time. And by the way, as soon, as soon as I sold every one of these people a legal plan, all of these people immediately went in prospect by Legal Shield under the membership retention campaign. 
So now, guess what? I'm trying to turn these people who I didn't know. These are all friends of friends. What am I trying to turn these people into? Walking billboards for me so that they can refer the hundreds of people that they know to me. Boom. Guys, this business is and always has been a numbers game. I don't have a different product than you. I don't have a different compensation plan than you. I'm working in the exact same company under the exact same rules that you're working in. So if this company will pay someone like me hundreds of thousands of dollars to go do this business, even when I'm up in the mountains at girls camp, I know that they'll pay you the same amount of money for sitting at home doing this part-time or full-time, whatever your case may be. I know that they'll pay you to do this business. I know that people will voluntarily bring you free business if you get out there with a servant's heart, genuinely with the intent to help and serve other people, brand yourself and share this wonderful membership and opportunity that we have. And last but not least, guys, we always want to make sure we keep God number one in our life, our family number two, and Legal Shield or PPLSI, if you're calling it that today, number three. With that, we are done and we will see you. Oh, wait, 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 whoa, 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 we're not done. Friday night, put this on your calendar. Friday night, 8 p.m. Central Standard Time. There is going to be a Zoom here on this Zoom link. Um, you should all be getting an email about it from Stephanie. But there are going to be some big, big announcements coming out July 1. And we don't want to wait till the middle of the month for you to figure out what those announcements are. So we're going to have a Zoom Friday night to help launch our summer blitz and uh, make yourself available for that call, 8 p.m. Central Standard Time. And with that, our Zoom call is done. Thank you all for being on here tonight. We'll see you all next week. Everybody have a great week.